1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
2: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host Zach Blackerby, and today, I guess Justin Ferguson, is this your YouTube debut? I'm sure you've done other stuff, right? I'm sure you've done other things. I've done I've done streams before. I, I was on with uh, with our with
3: our friends over at the War Report not too long ago. Okay, doing stuff with them, but I think this is the first.
2: Locked on YouTube. I'm yes, now. welcome.
3: Yeah, making up for lost time because we, we didn't get to do Ferg, Ferg Friday last week.
2: Well, yesterday when I texted you on Wednesday, I'm like, all right, when can we record on Thursday? I was proactive about it. I'm like, I'm not going to make this mistake again. The Patriots playing on Thursday night really yeah. messes things up. <laughs> so. Well,
3: I mean, there, there are things that are way more important. And, and of course, it's the New England Patriots
2: uh, in their preseason game. Yes, the battle between Cam Newton and Mac Jones is must-see TV. For me, anyway. So, uh, how are Absolutely. things going at the uh, at the Auburn Observer? How are the Auburn Observer things today? Yeah, it's uh, doing great.
3: Um, you know, we're recording this on a Thursday. So, if you're an Observer subscriber, you got a Thursday morning film room. A rare fall camp film room. Yeah. Uh, because Roger McCreary, ta- Roger McCre- uh, when we talked to him on Wednesday about uh, off-man coverage and playing top-down defense and... Um, I was like, you know what, that sounds like a cool thing to dive into and kind of get into into uh, Derek Mason's background there. And so uh, that's a film room you can check out at the Observer and uh, enjoy that one. So uh, yeah, that's that that's been the big one this week. And then you know, just fall camp rolling along. Yeah. Uh, got a scrimmage later tonight if you're listening to this on Friday, right? And uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have plenty of stuff off of that on Saturday morning.
2: We're having to record this before the announcement of Trey Donaldson and Amari Kelly. So that's why we're not mm-hmm. talking about that. It seems like Auburn is going to get both of those guys. Let's assume they do just for the next minute or so, Jay Ferg. I mean, what does this say, yeah. assuming they both go to the Tigers, which Auburn is a heavy favorite for both of those guys pretty much everywhere you look. What, um, what do you think this says about recruits starting to buy in more and more into what Brian Harson is building? Yeah, I mean, my whole thing about
3: this whole recruiting process has been you got to be patient. You got to be patient with it because, you know, recruiting is a multi year process and these coaches are playing from behind. Been able to get some guys that are, you know, borderline three, four stars. Both of these guys are fours on 247, I know. Um, And and Trey Donaldson obviously has a a little extra uh, uh, tweak there with him. Um, But yeah, I mean, starting to buy in a little bit more. Um, You know they're 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 hearing they're hearing about what uh, is going on at practices. They're getting a chance to kind of actually go to campus some uh, some more there they did you know early in the summer. And I think guys are um, you know I think more the fact that it's a couple of you know you know blue chip or depending on who you look at borderline blue chip guys. I mean, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a good spot. Auburn's numbers are still low, and so their rankings look a little low. But if you look. At the average uh, recruiting ranking and stuff, um, Auburn's in a pretty decent spot. Not great, not you know world-beating, but for a first-year class with all the all the context that that comes with it, I think it's a I think it's a pretty good start. And they just got to keep that momentum rolling uh, throughout the fall.
2: And, and so you and I are pretty close to being in the same boat as far as. End of the year record for this team. Seven and five, eight and four is kind of the hot spot where I'm thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing more and more folks. Saturday down south put out something that had Auburn going five and seven, losing to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Um, David Pollack did a thing on ESPN where it's like he's thinking like five or six wins. Is this just a um, people being higher on Ole Miss and Mississippi State than Auburn, or is this, uh, you know, just kind of a uh, it, has it become enough of a concern now that a lot of national media are looking at this team and saying like, yeah, they're probably not going to win seven games.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I trust the numbers and I trust things like SP plus talent that they're bringing back on this team. And, and just knowing Brian Harson and the way he coaches and the way he, his game management reputation, like I, I have a hard time thinking that this team is going to struggle um, to get bowl eligible. Now, seven wins, might not seem, you know, but I, yeah, I think it's people love Ole Miss. They love mm-hmm. what they're seeing out of out of Lane Kiffin, and then they expect Mike Leach's offense to be better in in year two. And so I think there's some of that. I, there's a lot of just I, we just said about it with the recruits. There's a lot of wait and see at this moment for Auburn. Uh, you know, for people looking at Auburn and thinking like, okay, are they going to be actually any good this year? Yeah, um, because it's 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 unproven. It's an unproven staff in the SEC. And uh, even though the talent level is a lot higher, you know, people can buy into Arkansas, Mississippi State, uh, more than that. And so I, it's interesting. It's interesting. Getting to five is, you know, Auburn going five and seven is is pretty wild because, like, you're basically saying they're only going to win two games they are going to be remotely competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have three pretty much. Yeah, you're saying you're going to go two and seven the rest of
2: the, rest of the way. I mean, I, there's too much talent on this team. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think... Um, I, I think it's also easy to kind of get lost in the fact of, like, we see this team every day. We're talking about him every single day of the mm-hmm. year, writing about him every single day of the year. So it's like right. maybe we're higher on some of these guys. But, I mean, just the defense. And you talk about uh, – you brought up Roger McCreary, and he spoke to the media, which is great, because I don't think we talk about him enough just because he's so stinking good. And a lot of what Derrick Mason is going to be able to do in this defense is because he can just kind of have McCreary out on an island over there. But
0: – Right.
2: um the guy that's going to be across from him, who do you think that's going to be? And why have we not heard a whole lot of chatter about Drayshawn Miller?
3: Yeah, it's been the interesting, that's probably been the biggest surprise. Drayshawn Miller is constantly just with the second and the third team. People are saying, yeah, he's coming along, but it hasn't been this kind of instant impact plug and play. Um, like you've seen with Donovan Kaufman or Marcus mm-hmm. Harris or Tony Fair on the def- Demetrius Robertson on offense. like against Grayshawn Miller, I think it's just a sign that, like, yeah, they really like some of these other corners. Like, Nehemiah Pritchett, if he's not playing nickel, he's a really good corner. He was a really good corner last season. And I think Jalen Simpson had a great spring. Jalen Simpson had a great spring. Kind of pushed that along into fall camp. And so, uh, Roe Torrance has been – uh, a surprise yeah. as well. It's just, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of depth at corner. So it's like, you know, you don't want to say that Dreshawn Miller won't be a factor or, you know, that like that, but you know, just different guys take different times. And, 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 and there was more competition at that position at corner, especially when Auburn decided, okay, we don't have to move Nehemiah Pritchett around. We don't have to move Jalen Simpson around because we feel better about what we've got at safety and nickel now. And so, you know, I think I think Miller can end up being a guy that that Armor relies on this year a decent bit, but it, it was surprising because I think we've seen the instant impact at other positions, but those positions were just thinner coming into camp.
2: Yeah, I mean, just of all of the transfers it brought in, I I think if there were some sort of ranking system, and I think they will eventually create a ranking system much like they rate recruits coming in. I would mm-hmm. guess that he would have been the highest wouldn't have you view, I mean going yes. into fall camp he would yes. have been the highest rated uh transfer coming into this team
3: yeah I think I think he probably would have been because he was a really good disruptive corner last season at West Virginia very similar numbers to what D.M.I. Pritchett put up last year um so corners and I think they're going to be enough mixing and matching in the secondary that they're gonna to try to you know make the best out of the the the, the guys out there but yeah I think it's just one of those things where um, it's not to say that he that, that Dre Sean Miller is, is bad means um, people are pretty mm-hmm. pretty uh pretty high on you kind of what he brings to the table. I just think it's it's more of a it's it's more of a testament to how well Pritchett and Simpson and and Roe Torrance have come in and and Rowe. It makes sense there to to be a little bit more, maybe a little bit more of an impact. He's played football a lot more recently, coming mm-hmm. off that great year in JUCO uh, uh, this spring in Hutchinson. And then number two, he's just big and he's got, he's got a skill set and a, and size that just you don't you can't really match it anywhere else on this team. There's not another guy be able to get him to carve out a creative role for himself. That maybe a guy like Sean Miller or Jalen Simpson or you know even Nehemiah Pritchett might not have.
2: Right, right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Jay Ferg, there is a new Built Bar flavor out. It is pistachio. Do you like pistachios?
3: I can, I can, I can dig the pistachios. You throwing the men at me? I'm not as crazy about it. Pistachio though, that sounds that sounds like something I could I could get into.
2: Yeah, if if you don't like pistachio, you're nuts. <laughs> Bad joke. Go to built.com. Bang. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. All Built Bars, high in protein, very low in calories, ranging from about 130, 150 to 180 calories. All of the bars have about 17 or 18 grams of protein, and it, it looks and tastes like a candy bar, but it's a protein bar, and it's good for you. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at built.com.
0: Jay
2: Ferg, I put in the Locked On Auburn Discord, and if you want to join that, I'll I'll put the link down in the episode description down below. But I asked uh, I asked for questions, and one of the first ones we got was uh, from I am Jamie C one two three, and I think this would be a fun exercise to kind of talk through. Who are the okay. starting twenty two against Akron? And so I think the way we, <laughs> <All right. laughs> for folks watching on YouTube, they see they got to see Justin's face just then. Um, so let's let's uh, on offense, let's act like you know it's uh, one running back, one tight end, three receivers. That work. Yeah. That work. So gotcha. Yep. Um, obviously, Bow and Tank, and then from mm-hmm. left to right on the O line, I'm going Troxel. I'm still going Manning, even though we haven't seen it the last two times. I'll go Manning at left guard, center is Brahms, right guard, council, right tackle, ham. You okay with all that? Okay.
3: So the O of that is left tackle, Troxel, left guard, council, center, Brahms, right guard, Keandre Jones, right tackle, ham. What happened to Tayshawn Manning? Here's the caveat. Here's the, well, that's the interesting thing, because the caveat uh, offensive linemen who have not been out there when we write down the, you know, hey, this is the first team, this is the second team, yeah. and, like, we can't say who is out there and who's not out there specifically and why we've been asked not to do that, but, like, it's been a lot of movement, but, interestingly enough, Manning's been a guy of the second team, and so that's, I mean, they were moving Jaleel Irvin over at one point. Yeah. They moved Brandon Council over at one point. We see Keandre Jones get getting there a decent bet um so yeah i mean i I, i'm not a hundred percent they're gonna need manning because he is gonna next man up at at that interior of of the line yeah but i i just think the amount of times i've seen him on the second team compared to some of the stuff i've seen with him you know others of the first team kind of lean me away from that but it could easily end up being that like i mean the thing is if they're just friday night you know they'll have their they'll have their five or at least what they think their best five is going to be after sure. that. So it's, it's it's definitely possible.
2: All right, what three receivers do you think if if they start with you know eleven personnel and they have three receivers, you think it's Robertson? Who are the other two? Robertson, Capers, and Javarius Johnson.
3: Let me let me mark those those down. Okay. Um, I think Robertson has really done a good job of starting to separate himself a little bit more at the flanker position. Uh, the other guys there to look out. Um, Malcolm Johnson Jr.'s had a great camp. The bit, the, the, the slot spot seems to be Javarius Johnson and Tavares Dawson more. Now they're going to mix and match, but those are the two guys we've seen the most there. Johnson, star of the spring, has had a really good fall as well. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep it there. Because I have seen three dudes pretty much rotating constantly with the first team, and that is Xavion Capers, Elijah Canyon, and Shed Jackson. Um so the thing there is is that I, it could be any of those three. Honestly, first guy out on the field. Bruce Moore just because of his experience factor and the fact that it, you know when we've seen him in practice, he looks like he's been taking on a pretty big leadership role in that group. So I'm going to lean towards him. Wouldn't be surprised at all if it was Jackson. Wouldn't be surprised at all if it was Canyon either. But that's going to be my three that I, that I would lean on. Tied in, I guess, would be uh, I'm going to go Shanker. Just because of the, the veteran, uh, the veteran and the ver- veteran savvy and the versatility, they're going to see a lot of Luke Deal this year. They're going to uh, see a lot of, you know, Brandon Frazier, Tyler Fromm as
2: well mm-hmm. uh, from time to time. So, all right, what you, how, how should we score this for like the base defense? What alignment should we go with? So, if we want to do the
3: base, it's going to be probably three. I mean, I think we should probably do three man front. Yeah. Okay. Um, and why don't we do this? Let's give four linebackers, the two edges and two inside linebackers, and let's do a full five at nickel,
2: right? So okay. we'll give you 12
3: Got at that it. point. So we'll give you a starting 23 instead of a starting 22 All at right. This so point.
2: All right, so let's, um, let's start it with the D-line. Does Tony Fair make it as the big man in the middle, you think?
3: I think so. Yeah. I think so. And, and I'm willing, I'm willing at defensive ta- the two defensive tackle spots next to him and whatever you want to call them, the three-man front. Well, then, Colby Wooden, yeah. I think you can pretty much like that one in. Totally. I'm thinking Marcus Harris with yeah, the yeah, me one. too, I'm man. Marcus Harris with the other one. Uh, Marcus Harris. If Javarius Johnson was the star of spring practice, I think Marcus Harris has been the, the 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 star of fall camp. Every time you hear anything about Marcus Harris, it's been he has done an excellent job. Same thing with Tony Fair. Same thing with some of these returning guys that we know are going to be. Harris
2: has gotten a lot of love from a lot of people this this uh, this this fall. Right, right, all right. So then linebackers, obviously your inside guys. Are gonna be Zacoby McLean and mm-hmm. Owen Papo. And then outside of that, your edge guys, Derek Hall. Who's the other guy? Ecu Leota, maybe?
3: I'm I'm willing to pick TD Moultrie at this point because Whoa. I've heard more about him being a leader, being the guy we, we've seen more. Leota definitely could be a, it, it. could be that one. He would probably yeah. be my other pick. But I'm gonna lean with Moultrie. Has been really good for him. Um coming out of spring. You know he was at he wasn't at eight a and people were wondering if he was going to be gone and and but I had heard uh, from some people in the program it's like no we expect TD to be to be a key part of what we do this year. So, good for him. Um, and I think he's he's carrying. It's it's a great spot for him. It's yeah. a great spot. Defensive end might not have been his thing. Inside linebacker in the old system might not have been his thing either. That kind of hybrid spot because he is a good pass rusher. He's got good pass rushing ability but he's also got that athleticism
2: to play in space. He's in, and I think there, I think he's going to be rewarded for it. All right. And then, um, defensive backs. So you've got your safeties, which are smoke. And is it by Darius Knighton? Is that going to be the guy next to him? Or is it going to be see Zion the, Puckett? See, they're by Darius Knight or Zion Puckett. This is the one I
3: think could go either way. This is the one I'm, I, I would probably be the least certain about. Okay. um, I'll say Puckett. I, I f- I'm feeling Puckett. I've been on the Zion Puckett train for a while you now, have. and I'm going to stick with it. Could be, but, um, yeah. I, Puckett is a guy, and we talked. We talked to him Thursday. Um, he's a guy that, uh, that that you're hearing more about. You know, this, this offseason. season, I think they really, really like what he's got. But Knighton's one of those dudes I think is going to be plug and play. You want to put him out there at either safety spot. You want to put him at nickel. You want. Yeah, and has to moonlight as a corner. He can do it all. So I think he's going to be a valuable piece either way, even if he's not the quote unquote starter uh, next to Smoke.
2: All right. And then the nickel, you got Kaufman. Kaufman started there in the scrimmage.
3: I'm thinking Kaufman. I'm thinking day towards Ladarius Tennyson. I think Tennyson's going to play a lot. Um, I think there's a bunch of these dudes in the defensive backfield that are going to play a lot, but uh, Kaufman has been. I mean, really, from the first practice, we've seen him. I've seen a lot of him with with the first unit, and uh, seems to be the guy at nickel, even though he can't All mm-hmm.
2: All right, Roger McCurry, and then who's your prediction for the other guys? The Pritchett. Simpson, Pritchett. Oh, yeah, Pritchett. Okay, go with you got, Pritchett. you're moving Pritchett outside. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go Nehemiah Pritchett. He is. He told us earlier this week he has not played nickel in the in fall camp. Oh, okay. He might be familiar with it and 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 have it. So I think they've they've pretty much. With Kaufman coming in, with Knighton, with uh with guys like um Ladarius Tennyson, I think they, they feel a lot more confident in that in, in that nickel spot that they don't have to they don't have to push him in there if they don't have to.
2: It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Ben Online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100 welcome bonus i asked about this it's been 50 now they're saying 100 they said it was not a typo so head over there use promo code locked on when you make your deposit at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts
0: it's kubota orange day shop the years best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles
2: Jay Ferg, what is going on these days at the Auburn Observer? How can folks sign up? What are they missing out on if they do not sign up? Yeah, auburnobserver.com. Check
3: it out. We are putting out newsletters most every day um, at 6 a.m., around 6 a.m. A lot of fall camp analysis, a lot of preseason stuff. We talked about the film room from earlier. Had the observations from from practice earlier this week. Uh, If you sign up now, Saturday morning, you'll get a rundown of what we heard from Brian Harson. Uh, about the scrimmage on, on Friday night. Uh, a couple podcasts uh, as well, uh, mm-hmm. if you sign up. Uh, AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. I've had a lot of people jump on board here uh, this month, which has been really, really cool Good. to see. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going full speed into, into football season. And, uh, like I said, newsletter, so everything I write, everything we do in terms of podcast, goes straight in your email inbox. You don't have to go to a website. You don't have to look for a link, anything like that. You can read it from wherever you want on your own time.
2: So Jay Ferg Tyler asks, How excited are you for AEW this week? I don't know what that means. Okay, so first
3: of all, very excited. Um uh, going will take you a little bit inside baseball. The 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 scrimmage on on Friday night is preventing me from going out and covering high school football on Friday night. High school football's back, uh helping out with the OE News. I am okay with that, though, because at nine o'clock on Friday night, AEW is having a show where, as expected, CM Punk is going to make favorite wrestlers of all time. I am jacked for it. I am not wearing my CM Punk shirt uh, right now, but I will be wearing it tomorrow. People on YouTube can see I'm rocking the Orange Cassidy one today. Um, So, super excited. Um, I think... I, I'm really excited for all. I, I don't usually like uh, Sunday pay-per-views compared to Saturday ones, but during football season, they're perfect. So the day after Auburn plays Akron, you know, I'll get to kind of unwind a little bit on Sunday night with all out. I'm excited. I'm pumped. We're ready to go. See, I'm What does AEW stand for? All Elite Wrestling. Okay. And
2: if I could, I could break down, I could break down like what
3: all that means, but it would take way too long.
2: So that's different than like, that's separate from like WWE and... SmackDown and Raw mm-hmm. and all that—it's yeah. all so, different,
3: right? Okay. The pitch for this is—is—is AEW is a new company. It started a couple of years ago by guys, a bunch of guys who were wrestlers, and they started their own thing. And they are bankrolled by the guy who is the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got um, So they've got a lot of cash. Yeah. So it's it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of guys who are like people that I watch because I haven't been a big WWE guy in the past. Um. So it's guys I watched like in it in, uh, on the independent scene guys that i watched uh who, who were big in japan they decided to come stateside and started. a pretty big fan of it i went um i went in may uh memorial day weekend when i went down to jacksonville i went to that show uh their big their last big
2: pay-per-view and i'm hoping to go to another one next year cool that sounds fun man that sounds fun fill in folks yeah. one more time how they can sign up for the observer Auburnobserver.com.
3: check it out um uh, sign up with your email $6 a month or $60 a year and then once you pay you are in everything else comes straight to your inbox
2: so I gotta do awesome thank you buddy I appreciate it follow me on twitter at zblack on twitter at locked on auburn and on instagram at auburn podcast we'll be back on monday right here on locked on auburn